Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only anisha ramakrishna hi how are you thanks so much for having me oh my god welcome welcome behind the velvet rope you know we have to start with congratulations i mean where do we begin family karma season three you're married i mean there's so much to talk about here today anisha there's so much going on and what a year it's been for me and even my friends, you know, on the show, we've three of us married. Who knew? Who knew? Well, first of all, I mean, Family Karma season three, I mean, did it feel as long for you as it did for the rest of us to just come back on there? I mean, we have just been waiting. Absolutely, because your life is still happening, even though you're not filming. And then, you know... Sometimes you're just going to live. So yeah, there are decisions that you do make because obviously I love being on the show and I love sharing my life, but sometimes things just happen when the cameras aren't there and it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, well, we have waited a long time. So congratulations on season three. I'm so glad, you know, that it is back on the air you know, normally I start by asking someone like, how is this season different for you than the other seasons? But I don't know. I mean, let's see. You met a man, you dated, you fell in love, you moved to Scottsdale, you're married. So I mean, no- nothing's new, Anisha, huh? Nothing is new. And I will say in past seasons and basically since 2017, I've been a single Pringle. So I've always been the one in the friend group my friends that I'm on the show with and my friends, you know, who are not the sh- on the show. I've always been the single one for a long time. And so now I'm with someone and, you know, it's different. <laughs> it is different. Listen, I- I'm the single one in every friend group. Just roll the dice. So I totally understand how it is. Well, listen, first things first, where did you meet this unicorn as you call him? I'm ashamed to say because I I'm not an advocate for dating apps, but it was 2021 and we didn't know what was going to happen. January, 2021. I want people listening to know I made this my full-time job and I'm not ashamed to say it. I was dating full-time for three years, like looking for the unicorn, not because I was incomplete, but because I am complete and 
I thought now's the time to have someone to share my life with. And I just having just kept having life experiences on my own. And I was happy having those life experiences as well. But just finding that person, I want people to know you have to make the effort. I realized a long time ago, they're not just going to appear at your doorstep. They're not just going to fall through the sky. And I said yes to every setup, even though it was like someone, you know, weird. And, you know, your friends, even though you're they're your friends, sometimes they set you up with some pretty strange people. I said yes. You know, I just made an effort. And then the last resort was actually downloading a dating app in the pandemic. And I swiped on over a thousand people, swiped no. And then I swiped yes on two people. And my now husband was one of them. That is literally crazy. You know what I mean? You would think you would swipe on thousands and thousands of yeses and meet thousands of people. But really. I think physical, physical attraction is important. And that's why I don't like dating apps. I've said the app would probably prohibit you from talking to someone just for super superficial reasons versus you're at a bar and you actually meet someone and you have a conversation and then you end up liking them and you know suddenly you build attraction so i i'm not an advocate for dating apps because i think it really limits you that makes a lot of sense what was it about this one profile that was one of the two that just caught your eye well obviously he was cute and then I always say on my podcast currently cringing and in life shoot your shot because with everything in life you have to shoot your shot you can't have any shame you know I say in Hindi no sharam because you know we're only here once for you know and you don't know like what could have been if you just said something and so I always say shoot your shot and his tagline was shoot or shoot from the office but being you know a girly girl I didn't know that was from the office and I thought it was more like shoot your shot like you know take a chance in life and so that was it and so I struck up a conversation and haven't stopped talking since did this whole thing happen like as quick for you as it seems for us the viewer like from meeting going on a date long distance moving in together and getting married was it let quick no so basically I don't know if many of you are familiar with, uh, she's now blowing up, Auntie Zarna. She's a comedian. She's the Indian auntie I post with a lot. So she's a bougie auntie and she has a place in Manhattan. And she said, you've been sitting at home now since 2017. You clearly haven't met anyone or you're meeting people and you're not meeting the right people. All the guys are in New York and I have an extra apartment. Why don't you just spend March, 2021, in New York City, you love it here, you've lived here before, make it your job to just date in the city, and who knows, and if you don't like it, go back home to your parents' house, and she didn't like that I was living with my parents, she's like, you need to get out of there, you know, and I agree, because not much happens when you're living with your parents, No, (laughs) in the bedroom, and those things, and you saw that in season two, and so uh, I took her up on her offer, and I started swiping in January, knowing that I was going to be in the city in March. And I actually started talking to my now husband on Valentine's Day, not knowing it was Valentine's Day, because when you've been single and celibate for five years, living with your parents, it's not Valentine's Day. It's just another Sunday. You just forget (laughs) the day. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, I live in New York, so I understand all about swiping in New York City. Can you tell us, you know, I mean, like, look, we've seen from the show this season, we've already seen one wedding. You know, I know that Indian weddings are like a big deal and they last several days. Like, did you have a wedding? I did have a wedding, but I didn't have, you know, I'm a non-traditional girl. So, of course, I was going to have a non-traditional wedding. And I think it's really funny. You'll see it all unfold. Everything I say in season three I manifested, you know, even in the clip, in the promo, I say, no one's meeting my husband till I'm married. And that came from a place of just vulnerability because yes, I did sign up for a show and to show my life. But when you're 38 years old and it comes to a point in your life where your entire identity is about who you're with or whether you're single and relationships don't work out, 
you just want it to work out and you don't want to look like a fool with just having another relationship not work out, forget TV. Just in my life off TV, it just, it was a joke. It became a joke and it's not a fun feeling. And so it just got to a point where I didn't want this to be another joke where I met someone and then it didn't work out. And so, you know, that was more about why, you know, a lot of the stuff unfolds. And I got married at my parents' house because I went to five weddings this year. I asked 99% of people who have been married, did they enjoy their wedding? Most of them said no. It's exhausting and the planning. And, you know, I also am with someone really private and he was on the same page. And so I got married in my backyard and it sounds like backyard, but trust me, it was bougie. And I'm going to release my photos soon. I'm not not releasing them on purpose. It's just I'm on a show and I want people to watch the show before I show you guys the photos. That makes a lot of sense. So we're going to like watch the show. And then eventually when we get up to that point, you will release these photos. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something, you know, I wanted to do along with Bravo. You know, we want the, it's a, after all a show, you want, you want some excitement and some suspense. Yes. Yes. And yes. I mean, well, like, right. We haven't seen him on the show. I mean, your decision, like not to have him be on the show. Like, was that like, talk to me about that decision. Cause I know, you so, know, like, You've just explained why we haven't seen the pictures on social media. I guess we're gonna now once we get to that in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, patience. Having said that, I want everyone to know, like I said earlier, I was cautious myself. I didn't even introduce him to my parents till after I had lived with him because I was sick of my family, you know, telling me like, oh, you know, you're not married or like, oh, look, it didn't work out, you know, and we tend to blame women in society for why things don't work out, whether it's family, friends, they don't mean to, but it just happens that way. And second part is I'm dating someone while well, I'm married to someone very private and it's all fun and games to be on a show when you're single. And then when you meet the love of your life, maybe they don't want to be on a show. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. So there's this new company I discovered called Innovative Extracts. And just by listening to this podcast, they're giving my listeners 40% off their first order. If you head to www.ie-cbd.com and use promo code VELVET at checkout. And let me tell you about Innovative Extracts. They offer a wide variety of CBD and THC products. You have so many options to choose from. And I love, to me, it's like they're like a one-stop shop because I need help with everything, okay? But listen, they have stuff for anxiety and mood improvement, improved sleep, inflammation, pain relief. And I also like that they have like a lot of their products can, you can take them in a lot of different ways is what I'm trying to say. They have creams, vapes, gummies, and these drops that you put under your tongue. So whatever your preference is, they've got it. I mean, life is hard, right? We all need a little help sometime. They have a full line of Delta 8, 9, and 10 THC products. Everything's legal and doesn't require any medical card. And it's available to ship to most states. So it's as simple as this. Just visit their website, i.e., cbd.com and get 40% off today by using promo code velvet at checkout 40%. How great is that? Yes. I'm not one to force someone to not be on a show and he doesn't want to be on the show. I think that's good. I mean, did he know what the show was like? I mean, he's a straight guy. Does he watch Bravo? Did he know what housewives was family karma? Did he know all this when he met you? So he did not know about our show. Obviously, he had heard of Bravo and Housewives. I think you need to be living under a rock if you haven't. I don't care who you are. If you live in America, you've definitely heard the words Bravo and Housewife. I feel like that's, you know, what Bravo was built on, right? Yes. And everyone knows, like, if you're on social media, 99% of the memes, I mean, Taylor Armstrong's cat meme, like, you have to be living under a rock if you don't know the word Housewives and Bravo. So he knew Bravo and Housewives. 
he didn't know family karma. That I understand. That's a whole different, you know, like you're not sitting and watching like every single show and you're not watching Bravo. Right. So I had to explain that to him just like I did to every other person I dated within the first two sentences because I'm not, you know, trying to deal with someone that is uncomfortable with being with someone who is on a show. Now, whether or not you want to be on a show, that's a whole different story, but I'm going to be on a show. Was, yes. Was that an issue with him of like, oh, I don't know about a second day. Like, there's No, that's what I loved about him because I'll be honest, I keep it real. A lot of people didn't want to date me. And it's very hard to find someone who is okay with being with someone who's on a show. And, you know, I like to spew a lot of garbage, whether it's on the show or on podcasts, my podcast. And I like to post on social media. And, you know, these are all things I openly enjoy doing. And it's part of my life. And someone has to be comfortable with those things. And you need to have your own thing going on. And so when he told me he thought it was so cool that I'm on a show and that he supports me in whatever I do, as long as he doesn't have to be on the show. I mean, what more can you ask for? What more could you ask for? And I mean, that's like what Ramona Singer always says, like you found like when you were dating a lot of guys, like it actually was a hindrance. Like they're like, I don't want to date someone that's on a reality show. And it was heartbreaking at times. You know, there were a lot of times I really liked someone and they liked me, but they were like, hey, this is my deal breaker. And you know, that sucked. So once you decide to, you know, keep this part of your life private, like, you know, we hear about housewives that, you know, are friends of, they can't have a full-time position because, you know, they're not showing their whole life. Like, did you then like what you call Bravo? You have to have like, what's that conversation like of like, Hey, I'm just letting you know, this is happening, but I really don't want this to be part of the show. Yeah. And it wasn't really, I didn't want it to be part of the show. It was more if something's good, don't put it on a show, you know? Yeah. And uh, I had a good thing. I wanted it to work out. I also didn't know if this was going to be, you know, my husband or where this was actually going to go. I wanted to be engaged. And you see that. I'm very open about that. And if he wasn't going to propose or anything, then I wasn't going to stick around And I think it's very different when you're 38, you know, when you're 30, 31, it's like, all right, but I'm at a point in my life now where this is my number one priority. And so I did have that conversation and, you know, I, I'm in it for when I'm in it and I'm, when I'm in it, I'm giving it my all, but you know, my husband didn't sign up to be on a show. So, you know, some of the viewers may be disappointed and and that's fine. I totally understand. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. But for now, I will say that, you know, I think I provide a lot, even on my own with my mom, my family, and that's what we signed up for initially. And, you know, things change in life. You don't know if you're going to get married while you're on a show. Was Bravo upset? You know, were they like, did they try to get you to, you know, change your mind? Like, let's have this be part of the show or they. I think Bravo is amazing. And since day one, I can speak for family karma. If you're uncomfortable with something, this is your life. And they know that they also know our culture and, you know, they make their decisions because at the end of the day, they're a business, but you know, to just not put me on the show. I think that would do the viewer a disservice and my story for at least this season. Yes. why? That's what I could speak of for this season. I don't know about moving forward, but, you know, I think it wouldn't be good for them or the viewer or me for all the work and everything I have shown everyone. Yeah, and we knew you as a single person for two seasons and just uh, have, I mean, this really is the next step, you know, that kudos to you for making your actual marriage your first priority. Not everyone does when it comes to reality TV. Like to your point, I mean, do you worry? Well, I guess if, if you continue on the show in future seasons, like, do you think we will ever see 
your husband? Like, is that something you've thought about? I mean, does the viewer want to see someone say hello and then leave? Because he's also like, what is he going to bring to the table if someone's shy, doesn't want to be on TV and is working a lot? Like, what would they add? Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with my, that. My, my husband's barely home. He's working. Well, I mean, do you fear just for yourself that like, you know, as we go forward, like, do you think it will cost you your job? Do you fear that? Or is that if it does, if it does, it's fine. My life was amazing before the show. My life is amazing now. And honestly, my bread is being buttered. You know, I joke in my comedy show, like I married rich, hon. Like, I'm not going to put anything in the way of that. Listen, I listen, I'm all for it. I mean, I think I mean, if anything, not my biggest criticism is when I meet people that are the opposite. And I think viewers don't really like the opposite when you feel someone is there for the fame to hold on to that and they sacrifice everything yeah. else. You know, you look at things that are happening in other things. I know you were a huge Bravo fan before you were on the show. You referenced Taylor's cat meme. Like if you look at like a Kathy and a Kyle or like a Melissa and a Teresa, like who knows if I mean I don't think a lot half these things would be happening if it wasn't with a show. Absolutely. And you know, uh PSA Mary Rich. Listen, I mean that's that's better than several years on a show. So let's just <laughs> did you look at or did you contact anyone else? Because like you look at like Cameron Eubanks on Southern Charmed had a marriage where she never showed her husband. Even like Kim Zolciak, we never saw Big Papa. Like, did you contact any of these people? Did you look to any of these people as like guidance of like this can be done, people? It has, has worked before. I think uh, I already see it in the comments. People are like, oh, the Asa Sultanification of Anisha. That was one comment. And you know what? It is what it is. I have to put my life first. My, you know, I'm, my husband is my, you know, is my husband's going to come before a show. And I would hope he would do the same for me. And I would hope most people are putting their loved ones before something. Did you get a lot of pushback from your castmates? You know, like you hear a lot from Housewives or even other shows where it's like, she's not carrying her weight. I'm putting everything <laughs> out there. We know nothing about this one's life. And I'm not saying that I feel that from watching this season so yeah. far. I'm just saying like, did any of your castmates give you flack and kind of like, if I have to show everything, why doesn't she? I think I'm very lucky with the cast. I think they know what I bring to the table and what I brought to the table. Now, moving forward is a different story, right? But I'm talking about season one, two, and three. They would not want to have the show without me. And in fact, they worked together with me. That's good. And before we move on from this topic, like, do you fear, like, I mean, we're probably not going to see him, but do you fear, like, if he was here one day, it would be like the Kathy, Kyle, Teresa, Melissa thing that just, you know, best marriage possible. We see what happens, right? I mean, you, there's no guarantees in life, even without a show, like anything could happen. But it's not, for me, it's not really about why, like, I wouldn't bring him on because of that. It's, he doesn't want to be on it. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. And is there anything before we move on that you would like to share here today with us, Anisha, about him? Age, profession, past no. relationships. I'd like to say that, you know, in life, when you make something a priority, then, you know, and you have to work toward it, then you'll get it. Because I have so many single women telling me that, you know, you give me hope you got married at 38. I still think 38 is very young. And I made this my full-time job for three years. People don't see that. People just see some fairy tale. Like I met someone and I rushed off and had this wedding. Like that is not the case. <laughs> when you say full-time job, like, would you like what? Like wake up, I'm being fixed up now, lunch date, okay, like after work, coffee, now a drink, like it really was like- Any time uh, I had available, that's all I was doing. Wow. And it sucked. I, I was just gonna say like, uh, I mean, I'm single, I guess by choice at this point, because I make like very little effort, but yeah, it's not fun, right? 
I mean, here's the thing. We all love the housewives, right? That's all we talk about. Well, guess what? Now we have house guys. Listen, I honestly and truly have not been this excited about a reality show in like forever ever. MTV Friday nights, you guys, listen, they're about to get fabulous because now we have some real house guys. You know, we're going to be covering this show in extreme detail here behind the velvet rope. So this Friday, January 20th, MTV is taking you inside the lives of six fierce West Hollywood friends. That's right. The real friends of WeHo. We have our good friend, Brad Goreski. Did you guys love Brad on the Rachel Zoe project? You get to see inside his marriage with Gary and see a side of himself that you just can't miss. We have Todrick Hall. I mean, listen, Todrick is ready to tell his side of the story. My God, there's so much out there about Todrick. I, I loved watching him on Big Brother. I'll be honest. Television super host, James Vaughn. Rising actor, Curtis Hamilton. Dorian Renaud and Joey Zosdick. Do you guys know? Joe, here's a little fun fact. Joey is really close. You know who Joey is really close with in real life? Our very own Miss Meredith Marks. So listen, you got to watch. It's listen, it's six gay guys in WeHo. Yep, that's right. So listen, if you love Housewives, you're going to love this. Don't miss the real friends of WeHo, all part of MTV's new Friday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race this Friday, you guys. January 20th at 9 Central on MTV. And it got for me to a point where I just wanted to have a companion like to go on vacation with because as I got older, I did go on vacations alone and it was fun because I really am 100% complete. You know, like having a companion was a bonus that I wanted. But, you know, my friends, you know, when you're 38, a lot of them have their families and they have their children. And you know, it's just after a while, you're, I was like, okay, I got to make this a priority. Having said that, I never made it a priority before. So it was new for me. And it really was like a COVID thing of like, I'm home and there's time. And yeah, and I'm alone all the time. And people are living life with their families and their partners. And, you know, I'm going on vacations alone. And it's fun for a few years. Then you want yeah. a partner. Well, speaking of marriages, one marriage we did see already this season is Vishal and Rishna. What did you think of their wedding? It was a spectacular Bollywood wedding. And, you know, I'm just so happy I got to be there to see that because I truly never thought the day would come. I really didn't think they would ever get married because what you see on the show is, you know, you see an hour, you know, per episode of, when imagine you're seeing that on TV, imagine what they're going through before and after that airs. Yeah. You know, we're seeing that we're seeing everything. So I really didn't think they'd get married. I didn't think they'd ever not be together. I just didn't know how they were going to get to that stage with the families. Is that why you didn't think they were going to get married just because of the family stuff that we saw? Yeah, it's too intense. And maybe because family is so big for me that if I was in that situation and I and I say it, you know, I I don't know if I'd make it through. And this family stuff that we see is more intense behind yeah, the scenes. Episode two, I said it. I was like, I don't know if I would have made it this far. Ten years with a lot of backlash from family. That's you know, to have your family not like someone is, that's tough. What did your, you know, family say, you know, about your whirlwind and moving in and saying, well, I'm, I'm already living with this person now. I guess you can meet them. Were they just like open arms? Like it's 38, girl, it's time. Or were they like, what is going on? They were, what is going on? Just like what you see my friends thinking they were too initially. But by the time I'm at Vishal's, wedding my parents had already obviously met my husband but in the beginning my family had the same reaction my friends did so it's not like I was going through that on the show for the first time my parents were reacting the same way my friends are in the beginning but obviously you're going to introduce the person to your parents before you introduce them to your friends and I said it on the show I'm not introducing anyone to him until I was married in as in in my friend group that makes sense 
well, we saw you RSVP to this wedding a few days before. Like, was that like, did you really think you weren't going to go? Or was it truly like I just moved to a different state and like (laughs) my life is a little busy now? Or was it really like, I don't know if I want to go to this. So I think it's funny because I said it in my conversation with Amrit on camera, but people don't choose to listen to that. Um, And you'll see it unfold. I did RSVP as soon as he sent the invitation and I sent him a text saying, I'm coming. I don't want you to worry about me. I'm coming to your wedding. Don't worry. He kept pushing me to book uh, the room. I couldn't book a room because I didn't know how many days I could come for. And that's just me in life. I don't, I can't book five days of your wedding a year in advance. I don't know where I'm going to be, whether I might have a work gig. That's just the way I live. You know, like, for example, July, I didn't know I was going to have a Caroline show November 3rd. And when you're in this business, things just come up, opportunities come up. I say yes to everything. So it was more about, I don't know if I could be in Mexico all five days, but I'll be there the days that count. And I did RSVP. I'm exactly the same way. We're going to get into your Caroline show too that you had on November 3rd. I'm the same way. It gets really expensive, right? Because I'm the exact same way. Like, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to be. I can't plan this. And then you're like, oh, well, now I need a flight. And it's like two weeks before. And I'm like. But I did RSVP as soon as he sent the invitation. And I did send him a text saying, I will be at your wedding. I just don't know how many days I can come for. And I was very clear with him from the beginning. They were pushing me to book the room. I didn't know how many days I could book the room for. And he's like, well, then you're not going to get the discounted rate. And I was like, fine, I don't care. I said, I'm coming. And you know, when you book last minute, I'm used to paying more. That's just, it is what it is. So I did RSVP. Okay, you RSVP, let's make a note. Well, you still got an icy reception from those two. Like, were you shocked? I mean, was it the whole friend group? It seemed like it was mostly... I wasn't shocked. It's their wedding. And I didn't want to bother them either because I know it's their wedding. And so it didn't bother me. I said, I'm here. And I know this is all going to be like, you know, we're, we're going to have fun in Cancun. That's all I'm worried about. My concern was not really, are they mad? It was more like, I need to be here with my schedule. Uh, and I came for four out of the five days, which I think is a lot. That's a lot. Did you get more of a icy reception from Vishal or Rishna? I think Vishal. Richa was actually very kind. Interesting. And she did open up and you'll see it. Like you'll, you're going to see it all unfold. I don't want to give too much away. I'm excited to keep watching. Well, one thing we've already seen so far is we see Brian at the wedding is back on the prowl. He met Anvi, this older woman. He went in for the kiss. She rejected him. What do you think? Do you think she's a good match for him? Okay. I can't say who's a good match for who because I'm not in the relationship or in that dynamic. Having said that, Brian, you know, has some growing up to do. And an older woman, she's my age, probably wants someone who's mature and more established. And I think it's clear from season two, Brian's still trying to figure out, you know, his life, establishing himself and what he's looking for in a person. And I said that, you know, the next morning in the hotel room, I said, I don't know what you want, because sometimes you say you're looking to settle down and sometimes you want to have fun. So I don't know. What advice, since you are older, as you stay and you're married now, like what, and you went on a million dates, you know, during COVID, like what advice would you give Brian? My advice to Brian is to not settle down with anyone until you've settled down yourself. I mean, he lives with his parents. It's such a cliche. How can you marry someone if you live with your parents unless... They're all going to live together. I don't know. I don't think that works these days. I don't think that works. And it's such a cliche that like you really, as you say, you really have to be happy, like just 
alone. I mean, I hate to say it. It's like, it is, I'm so happy alone and I'm ready for, it's like, you have to be okay completely alone before you meet someone. It's I'm convinced of it. Yeah. And how can I point fingers at Brian? You know, I got married at 38 and I lived at home. You know, I lived away, then I came back and, you know, how can I tell him what to do? That is true. Well, even though you can't say what he needs and what works their relationship, if you think of like famous people out there, like anyone famous that comes to mind, like if you were going to fix Brian up as someone in the public eye that we all know. I think, are there any single girls on Summer House or Winter House? I feel like, yeah, that's up his alley. I mean, well, from Bravo, we have like Taylor Ann from from Southern Charm. Let's say Taylor Ann. Right? She's nice. I mean, and he's Southern, fun. Southern Char. I mean, it's the the distance is semi close. I mean, we yeah. also have like Lala Kent just broke up with her boyfriend, and there's yes. a lot of Bravo. But I think La- Lala might be a little too bougie. Lala is. I mean, so you're she's Lala, not living with Brian's parents. I would think <laughs> Lala probably won't be living with Brian's parents, but I mean, I've interviewed her twice. Lovely, lovely. I'm just thinking she won't though, right? No. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, let me see. So a niche, is this you entering the waiting room? Someone's trying to enter the waiting room. Should I let them in? It says a niche wrong. Enter the oh, waiting. that's me in the, the laptops. Oh. Ignore okay. it. Okay. I just didn't know if someone else was trying to come on. Um, I'll like edit that part out. Um, yes, I, I, I would agree. I think t- Taylor Ann is probably a very good fit. What about, you know, speaking of, you know, waiting a long time to get married, we see Monica and Reesh this season, you know, I mean, some ups and downs, you're shaking your head. I've seen the tweets. I've seen the tweets and I'm going to just echo the tweets, you know, timing is everything in life. And, you know, you, he's clearly saying I'm not ready. (laughs) He's telling you. When someone tells you something, listen to them. That's really good advice, too. I feel for her. Would you stay? Would you stay? Would you stay around? I think you have two options. You can be the girl who stays, and there's nothing wrong with that. Or you could be the girl that moves on. I don't think there's any wrong decision. You know, this is our life, so you get to choose. That's the beauty of life. And so just know... You're with someone who's telling you they're not ready for something you want. It's almost like you have to be honest with yourself. And like you said, there's no right answer. But if you stay, it's just like, I think, staying with someone who's cheated on you. There's no judgment. But if you stay, you stay and you have to understand. It's like you can't stay and be resentful. That gets no one anywhere. It's like one or the other. Or it's like you keep asking that person. You know, we've all been there. And in different situations, maybe, but, you know, we've all been there where you keep asking, you know, maybe in a past relationship, that same question to a partner, hoping they're going to give you a different answer, but they're giving you the answer. They're giving you the answer. If someone shows you who they are, tells you something, listen, we see in the trailer for the remaining of the season, like there's these rumors that Rich might have cheated on Monica. And I mean, that is out there in the Twitterverse now. Like, what do you think about all of this? I think that definitely is interesting to watch and, you know, all our different opinions in the group. I, you know, to say someone is doing that is, that's a heavy claim. And so in my world, I didn't say it. So I'm just an observer. You're like, it's not me. So you have no thoughts on whether it's true or not. I, you know, unless I was there with a camera, how do I know about anything in life? (laughs) That's true. I'm not part of any conversation if I wasn't there. Well, like to your point, you know, like maybe the same reason you don't want to introduce your husband to this group is this group does like to talk. Like, who do you think is the biggest gossip in this group out of your friends that are on this show with you? I mean, I would be lying if I said I we all like to gossip. I love to gossip. I'm the first to gossip. We all like to gossip equally. We are all gossipers. I can't pick one person. We are all equal. We're Indians. Indians love to gossip and sip chai. It's like a sport. 
You got to spill that chai, which I've never heard that particular saying, but I am now going to say that I've decided I've started saying that instead of spill the tea, I'm going to say spill that chai. I love that. Spill the chai, like seriously. I've already stolen that from this season three of Family Karma. So yes, who do you think will be the next to maybe get married? I mean, we have Monica and Rish, we have Brian, we have Bali. I mean, those are really your single castmates. Who do you think? Yeah, I would definitely, uh, you know, if, Bali and O'Malley decide to have a third wedding you know Bali wants a third wedding I don't I think they're amazing and you know they're pretty much set for life I believe you know never you never know but I would think that would be fun uh and then of course Monica you know it's when someone wants something she really wants that so I hope it happens for her is Bali as fun to go out with at night and just have a few drinks with as I've made up in my head and with my whole yes. backstory? Yes, very fun and a lot of gossip. She seems like she could be. Who, who? Speaking of that, who can hold their liquor the best in this group as far as like just going out for a night and just waking up with no problems? I'm going to say me and Bali. Me and Bali both can drink you to town and wake up the next day at 6 a.m. and be just fine. It's the boys that get messy. I'm kind of the same way as you guys. I mean, I wake up and I'm miserable and I I feel horrible, but I still get up at the crack of dawn and like start yes. the day and then just. But do you see with age? I don't know. For me, uh, I do enjoy drinking, but I'm more like I like to drink for the cocktail. I like drinking to drink to enjoy the cocktails and not necessarily to get obliterated but I can drink the entire night and drink wisely and be fine the next day versus you know the frat boy behavior that you see from the boys in our friend group like that's not what we're doing no I like listen I like a nice Belvedere martini just let me sip it. Now, I mean, I do like to drink pretty much straight vodka, so it's never such a great thing. We're drinking stiff drinks, but, you know, we're not, you know. The goal is definitely not to get drunk. The goal would be to not get drunk. I mean, to get drunk. Well, the goal would be to get a little drunk and then wake up. There's a fine line. Yeah. Like, for me, it's like, okay, one martini, absolutely not enough. Two is really where I should be. I normally have three, which is okay and then it's those nights when I have four where I'm like and then maybe maybe a shot throw in a shot in there throw a shot in there if it's a long night you're switching bars like you know but I think it's an art that we've mastered that the boys have not it's 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 a it's what we've mastered that the boys have not yet when you see like the shawl who may not make it you know to his own wedding because he might be too hungover or as we watch on this season, how do you think this season of Family Karma was different just in general? Like, did it feel different, like, you think, for everyone else? We, I mean, we are really letting it all out in the open this season. And when I say we always did, but there's actually so much happening in our lives individually. And so I think you see all of that unfold. A lot just happens this season that didn't happen the other seasons because is it is a reality show but we also on our show don't create fake realities you know so we just happen to have a lot happen this season just a lot was happening I mean you can imagine three weddings three of us got married and that's just one thing and then a lot just happening in in our lives a lot of change and so I think this is the season where you see us change well, speaking of three weddings, what did you think of Omri and Nicholas's wedding? That was my dream wedding. Why? If I were to have a wedding, because I am having a reception later in the spring, but if I were to have the whole Indian, like multiple day wedding, that is my dream wedding. And I just want to shout out to Amrit, you know, and me and Amrit fight a lot. And then we make up and we fight. Auntie Amrit, if you're listening, um, Amrit planned and paid for his wedding. Wow. So I want to put that out there because not a lot of people can do that. And it was stunning. The viewers are in for a treat. Did you like their wedding better than Vishal's? It was different. 
you can't compare the two. You know, Vishal had a big, fun Bollywood wedding. And Amrit just had, you know, like a very unique wedding. Like, I couldn't tell you in my lifetime that I would have ever attended a gay Indian wedding. That was new for me. So, you know, it's like unlike anything I've ever seen or experienced. So I can't, you can't even compare. So it's just a different conversation. It's different. Where is, I mean, I've been to India. Where is India these days on like being gay, being out? I mean, I know we're, we've seen it on the show for two seasons in this season, but just, you know, in terms of like Indian Americans and India over. I think, I think it's definitely open. You know, you can be gay. It's legal. And it's actually been in Bollywood movies since I was a kid. Like, you know, there are, you know, transgender roles. And I've seen that in Bollywood movies since I was a child, actually. It's part wow. of the culture. It's there. But for some reason, being gay was not legal. And I'd like to say, just like most cultures, even Western culture, being gay and coming out is is a task unlike any other for anybody in this world, no matter where you're from. And I have so much respect for anyone, you know, who's either not out in the open or in the open. I think both sides must be very difficult. And I have a lot of friends, obviously, who are either Latino or even American or Caucasian American. And Greek, Italian, Indian, Persian, you know, that are have either not been open or have come out. And it's, it's something you, you can't, unless you're living it, you would never know. I'm not living it. I'll never know. And so I think Amrit coming out to his grandmother, Amrit coming out to his family, Amrit's probably done the hardest thing he'll ever do in his life right and uh, none of us will ever know what that's like and with a whole group of people watching so well I know you were a fan of a lot of the Bravo shows before getting onto Family Karma you were just at we had BravoCon earlier this year I was there what was BravoCon like for you for real I mean like I said being in an elevator with Teresa Judice like with hair clips in her hair, like pre-makeup, and she's stunning. I want to put that out there, and her skin is flawless. And being on a car ride with Taylor Armstrong and her telling me if my marriage is working, like, not to put it on the show. And, you know, just meeting so many people. I mean, Phaedra in the lobby, Kenya Moore, like, seeing Kyle Richards, Kathy Hilton. Like, I never thought in my life I'd ever meet Kathy Hilton and even the other celebrities that you know are Bravo adjacent like seeing Anderson Cooper seeing Hoda like all Chrissy Teigen front row at my panel I mean these are just things I never thought would ever happen and surreal to even talk about still you were so you took like what like a car from the hotel and Taylor Armstrong was in it it was so fabulous because we all had different schedules and different panels but there's no specific car you just get in the car that's waiting and there's just like you know there's so many Bravo Labs so there's all these black cars just taking you to the Javits Center and obviously you know where you have to be once you're in the Javits Center someone takes you to, to where you need to be but from the Javits Center to the hotel and back there's just black cars and you're just getting in and you don't know who's going to be in your car and it's crazy because you would think a lot of these big stars would just want to be in the car alone but no one had any sort of you know complex or you know I'm better than you you're getting in a car and you might be with Brandy Glanville and that happened and so I was on her podcast last week you know we made that connection and things like that I can't I can't explain it how did your so in your marriage came up and what Taylor said, you're doing the right, like, what did she say? You're doing the right thing. She like, said don't if, put it- if, if your partner doesn't want to be on the show, then don't put him on the show. Don't force anybody. Good marriage advice from Taylor Armstrong, right? 
And we all know Taylor's journey, you know, and I mean, she was just, she just had such kind energy, you know, and if I were to talk about one person that just was just amazing, I mean, everyone was incredible, but Heather Gay, I mean, I was sitting in her hotel room, Heather Gay's changing, we're just talking about life and dating, and I'm just like, is this actually happened? Like, Heather Gay's asking me what she should wear, and I'm just sitting in her hotel room and we both happened to be in the hallway and Meredith Marks came and Heather Gay was like hey Meredith this is Anisha from Family Karma and Meredith's like hi and she's like well we're gonna go to the room and have a chat and Meredith's like okay well I'm gonna go take a nap and that just happened and I just walk into Heather's room and she asks me like what I should wear and we're just talking about like Scottsdale and being, you know, she's from Utah and we have a lot in common, Salt Lake City and Family Karma, because we both grew up with these like, you know, strict cultures, right? Like being Mormon, you, you, you grew up, you know, not being allowed to do a lot of things. And so we had that connection, but it was just so surreal. Like, okay, Meredith Marks just said she's going to take a nap. And now I'm sitting with Heather Gay and you're like <laughs> you're like I'm 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 in an episode of Salt Lake Housewives here. Like, what's going on? And she's like changing. And it's just wild. I'm like I'm just sitting here, and I was like, wow. Like everyone was just so normal. No one was pompous. I mean, everyone was so kind, and that's what I want everyone to know. You know, like maybe these people, you know, they all have their lives, and they're all on these shows, but. From Sonia Morgan to Luann, I mean, everyone was so gracious. You didn't meet anyone that was the opposite of Heather, where you're like, this person was so full of themselves. Housewives of Dubai, I mean, they're all so stunning. Like, uh, for me, I think they're, everyone's beautiful, but I was really starstruck by how beautiful Lu- Luann was. Like, she's just, I, I really like tall people and biased and like, She's like a supermodel. Luann is literally in person, drop dead gorgeous. I would agree. Like, you're just like, what's this? Is- like, they're, everyone's beautiful. But Luann, I'm just like, she has a presence. I can't explain it. But maybe it's because, you know, she's like six foot. <laughs> so that was your starstruck moment of BravoCon. Yeah. And shout out to Golnessa and Reza and MJ, who've, treated family karma like were their little brothers and sisters they're amazing well like in a way you are i mean like when you look at like shaza sunset and family karma and like bling empire on netflix like where do you think reality tv is in terms of like you know representation these days i still think we have a long way to go because for me you know i think once people watch our show then they're hooked but to get people to watch our show, you know, it's something new. It's something they may not understand that, you know, they need some, you know, guidance to watch our show. So I urge listeners of your show and people who might hear this, just watch, watch our show, watch the first episode. You know, it's like when I watch Game of Thrones, I get it. You know, it took me like five tries to watch the first episode of Game of Thrones. And now, you know, obviously, I'm like obsessed with Game of Thrones, like who isn't? So it's like kind of like that for me with our show because it is new. Well, I'm not. I watch, I tried to watch the first episode of Game of Thrones and I said, I don't have a minute to spare. Why am I forcing myself to watch this? Everyone else tells me exactly what you told me. And I'm like, I just can't. But I understand I've missed out on a whole wonderful something in the world. But yes, Family Karma is a great show for everyone who is not watching it. It's phenomenal. Shaw's yeah. of Sunset was phenomenal. Bling Empire is phenomenal. All three of the shows I mentioned are phenomenal. I think all the shows are phenomenal. And if you like Bravo, then you should watch all the shows. What do you think, like, what do you want people to take away as they watch Family Karma? Because it does show, you know, listen, there's drama. It's fun. But there, it does show a lot of, like, Indian cultures that I think if people aren't aware of, like, they are getting access to. Yeah, I want people to uh, 
understand our culture that, you know, what you're going to get from our show, you're not going to get from any other show on television. First of all, we're the only all Indian cast in American television history to this day. Thank you to Bravo for making that happen and, you know, giving us a platform. And we have, you know, the generations, you have the families, you have all the parents and the grandparents, and you don't have that on any other show. And so a lot of people watch Family Karma with their kids. It's a show you could watch with your family. I love that. Well, not an all Indian cast, but have you spoken to Giselle Tank, the new, we're going to have our first Indian housewife, real housewife of New York. New York is recasted. They're rebooting. Like, do you know Giselle? Have you spoken to her? I mean, not that you should know her, but you were in New York for a little while. Yeah. Well, there's a billion of us, hon. So I don't know her. I know. Well, that's what I mean. It's it's like when someone hears that I'm gay, they're like, you know, so I didn't mean it like that. But just like, have you reached out? Like, I mean, this is a big thing that we're doing here in New York, right? I mean, as we should. I mean, it's New York City. I think and, and there's so many Indians and South Asians in New York City. You know, it's such a big part of New York, you know. So I think um, I think it's fantastic. And I can't wait to view her journey. And, you know, I should reach out. I didn't even think to. So thank you for giving me that idea. I will reach out now. I uh, can't wait to see her. And I'm excited. I'm just like, you know, I just figured, you know, I know people reach out from cross franchises and what about, you know, as you mentioned your podcast early, earlier, currently cringing, where does this name come from? That Where did you come up with this name? So I uh, launched this podcast two years ago with Dear Media, and I came up with the name because I was literally cringing at my own life. You know, I was 36 on a reality show, no prospects. I had just frozen my eggs the week before, and I was mad about it. And I was just cringing at my life. And I wanted people to know, like, they're not alone. And I want to share my cringeworthy life experiences with everyone from a comedic standpoint. Being one podcast host to the next, like I saw you had MJ on, like, you've had some Bravo liberties on, like, what do you love about being a podcaster? I love that it's also therapy for me. I don't know if you find that happening. I do. And I love uh, talking to the listeners, you know, intimately, because you can watch me on a show, but, you know, I can actually talk about my wedding and my husband and all those things on my podcast because it's not visual. So you're getting a lot of details. Like, I definitely spill the chai on my podcast. We love spilling the chai. No, when I'm not doing interviews, which is the crux of my show, I have one day a week where it's kind of just like a gossip roundup. And that's where I talk more about and I'm just like, God, this is like therapy. Totally. And I yeah. find that I could be in the worst mood. I mean, I'm not really a moody person, but like, I'm just not. And then you get on air with someone and you're like, oh, like, this is why I do this. Exactly. You know, and I think it's like, it's your, it's not really censored. Like you said, it's the real chai. Like you just it's the real it deal. And, you know, even on my podcast, I said, you know, I'm not here to make this podcast a recap show because for that, you can watch the show and you know we can talk about it when the season unfolds but like on the podcast I was like well I did RSVP yeah just for the record everybody yeah well you say doing so in a funny way yes I was out of town on November 3rd when you were at Caroline's like talk to me I never until I saw this date that's how I originally was like oh my god I need to get her on this podcast like has comedy always been a thing? Like, where did this start? I mean, we don't see that on Family Karma. Yeah, so I think people see my witty one-liners and, you know, they go viral and that stuff. But I've always been the person in my life, you know, that people are like, I can't believe you just said that. But, you know, it's, they're laughing. And I never aspired to be a stand-up comedian. But through the years in the comments since Family Karma, a lot of people have said you should try stand-up and you know, I believe uh, in the law of attraction and, you know, working towards what you want. And so I had just put it out there and the opportunity came my way. And I told you earlier, I say yes to everything. And I said, yes. And I sold out and it was a success. And now people are like, well, when are you coming to my city? So we're trying to put together like a mini tour in February. Wow. 
how, I mean, do you write your own material? Like what was that? Yes. I mean, how hard is, you know, I mean, I've spoken to other people. Like I had Tiffany Moon from Dallas Housewives on here oh, twice. We're BFFs. See, and she, she did her comedy. She had her comedy moment. Like we love Tiffany. I mean, it's not easy, right? Not easy. I wrote it on a 13 hour play r- plane ride to Italy and then kept rehearsing and you don't know if you're going to be funny on your own because it's one thing to be a funny conversationalist and who actually says they're funny, right? Like I'm not saying I'm funny. I'm just telling you I've spoken to people and they've laughed, but that doesn't mean anything, you know? And so it was scary, but then I did get up there, performed, people laughed and I did watch, obviously, a lot of other comedians, you know, on Netflix. And I just spent hours watching. And it's basically storytelling. And Joe Rogan said, and this helps us, once you have a podcast, and I've been podcasting and doing a lot of solo pods like you for like two years now, the rest comes easy. If you know how to tell a story, it's more now like, hitting the punchlines. So it's not so much talking in public that scares me. It's getting the jokes in and, you know, landing those laughs. And that's what it became about. It wasn't so much about telling a story. I already knew these are the stories that people laughed at when I talked about them on my podcast. And now taking that to the next level and adding that one-liner, like that family karma one-liner. Interesting. I mean, people tell me on this podcast, I'm funny all the time. And I can tell you, I mean, I'm not so sure I could ever do stand-up comedy. It well, just... you have to tell a story. Oh, man. But I also <laughs> have not had a coach. Like, I am not, you know, one of those people. I'm not aspiring to be a comedian. I'm more like Sonia in the city. <laughs> well, listen, a mini, a mini comedy tour in February. I mean, yes. I'm like all for that. I mean, Caroline's is a major gig to start your- I need to have your first Caroline's and it'd be 30 minutes. That was wild. What like female comedians or comedians do you like, do you just like, like, did you watch or say like- I love everyone. I grew up obviously with Heather McDonald and Chelsea Handler. I've been on her podcast, which was surreal. My first season. I know, you know, she has mixed reviews, but for me growing up with Heather McDonald, Chelsea Handler, Kathy Griffin, I'm naming like people who are canceled, but like- Joan Rivers, like all these people like that are canceled now, kind of, but they're funny. What are you going to say? And now I feel like everyone's canceled and Sarah Silverman, you know, Monique. Love them all. Like so many people, like just, yeah. Joan was literally. I was devastated when Joan died. I was devastated. I was away and on vacation in Dominican Republic. And I literally like, I mean, I, my friend was like, you're not, I was like, I'm going home. Like, I want to be one of those people across from the apartment. Like when Melissa comes out, I mean, I've had Melissa yes. on this podcast. So I was like, I just have to be there. Then I was like, okay, I don't need to leave this vacation just for that. But I thought of it. I literally was going to get on a plane and come home. That's how devastated I was. I believe you because I was there too. And, you know, I was actually watching a lot of her stuff too, for me. And I mean, half the stuff, you're like, oh, I can see like why now you can't say that. But I still laughed. It's like you can't say some of it. But and then like I've had this discussion so many times with like a Melissa, like I somehow think if Joan was around, she'd be the only person that would probably get away with half with all with all of it, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, she was also like what I think she was that Bravo liberty, even though she wasn't like she was aspirational because not only was she funny, but she was fabulous. She was bougie. She lived in like an all gold, like penthouse in Manhattan. I mean, she had all the makings. And knew just like everything. Her knowledge of pop culture was like that of like a 22 year old TikTok influence. Yes. It was absolutely. And a lot of her comedy is, you know, she's like Jewish and it's very like Indian mom, Indian auntie, like Mary Rich and all those things. And so Maybe we also, like me, I come from Indian culture, which is also a little harsh, you know, and 
high standards. There, there's no sweet talking. And so I maybe that's why I relate to it. What before we wrap up, what was Brandy Glanville like? I mean, I've had spoken to her before. What is what was she like at BravoCon and how did you guys a bond? gem? A gem and keeping it real. And we were actually talking like a group of us and we're like, who are some of the Bravo celebrities that get a lot of hate, but actually are just probably woke and keeping it real. And I, I think Brandy Glanville came up because I think she's just all saying what we're all actually thinking that no one's actually saying out loud, but she's, she's on point. She's not wrong. I agree. I mean, Brandy is, she gets a bad rap and she's totally authentic when you actually speak to her and she's not trying to be shocking or she just is giving you her opinion and it's, it's real. And I want to say like a lot of these Bravo webs, what you don't see is they are all such amazing moms. Brandy Glanville is an amazing mom. And so are a lot of these Bravo celebrities. Like you just, you know, some of their kids are on the show and you see that, but I don't think people realize how hard of a job that must be to manage all of that. And they're doing it. I know, I know I saw it. Yes. Do you want to have kids soon or kids, kids are in at the all? freezer? I don't think I would think about having kids till at least 2024 because I still want to enjoy life like as a newlywed and with my husband and there's still so much I want to do. But thankfully, I froze them. You can keep the kids in the freezer for at least another year. Yes. Anything else that you want to cover, you know, podcast currently cringing. There's you were at Caroline's major gig. There's might might be more comedy in the new year. Anything else I didn't bring up? Thank you for answering all of my questions. I'm loving this season of Family Karma. Yeah, I think, you know, watch our show and definitely I think a lot happens this season. A lot. It listen, we're only on like the first few episodes and there's already a lot happening. And I'm like, this is this is gonna be the season, I feel like, where it's all just yes. gonna be up and down like every other episode in like the best way possible. I mean, the way the second episode ended. Yeah. I'm waiting to watch the third one. I'm like Because I haven't watched it. We don't watch it like we don't watch it either. So we know when you know, but I know what happened. So I'm like waiting to see that on television. There is drama. It's so it's I I think it's the best season yet. So super exciting. I will share your socials with everyone. I really appreciate it. You know, I'm I split my time between New York and Miami and LA, but Wherever you are on this mini tour, if I'm close by, I am all about coming. Because I really, I was going to come to Caroline's. I just was out of town at the time. I was like. Absolutely. It was fun. And definitely we'll have more. And thank you for having me. Anytime. Come back anytime. Congrats on the new season and marriage and everything else you have going on in your life. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.